I'm Lauren, and this is the Open Doors Review Podcast. Hello, I'm Lauren Mowat, the editor of Italy's English language, literature, and arts magazine, The Open Doors Review. This podcast features interviews with authors, artists, and artisans working in Italy. The interviews are included in each issue of the magazine and can be found online, where those recorded in Italian are translated. To submit short stories, poetry, essays, or visual art to Open Doors, visit our website, www.opendoorsreview.com. Now, on with the show. The following interview has been translated from the original Italian into English. A huge thank you to Sharon for reading the part of Eva Giovannini. Sharon is a singer and eco-friendly fashion designer in Umbria. You can find out more about her at SharonGiuliana.com. Eva Giovannini is the author of the graphic novel Oriana Fallacci, Vietnam, America, and the Year That Changed History. It's part of a series called Donne sul fronte, Women on the Front Lines, the first large series of graphic journalism published in Italy by Paper First and the newspaper Il Fatto Quotidiano. The series of seven volumes puts women at the center of the project, both as authors and as the subject of each issue. The first volume, written by Eva Giovannini, is dedicated to Oriana Fallacci, the internationally famous Italian journalist who, in addition to being a war reporter at a time when women were almost never considered for such roles, became known for her fearsome political interviews with such figures as Yasser Arafat, Indira Gandhi, Ayatollah Khomeini, Muammar Gaddafi, and Deng Xiaoping, among others. Of his interview with Falacci, Henry Kissinger admitted it was a disastrous decision, after she got him to admit that Vietnam was a useless war. Eva Giovannini is an Italian journalist born in Livorno. Reporter for Rai, the author of the book Europa Anno Zero, Il Ritorno dei Nazionalismi, she has also been the presenter of two editions of Italy's famed Premio Strega Prize Ceremony, and the winner of the Altiero Spinelli Journalistic Prize for European Studies. Oriana Fallaci is her first graphic novel. Could you describe Oriana Fallaci to a non-Italian public that might not be familiar with her and her work? Oriana Fallaci was the most important female Italian journalist in the world. Today, she is still one of the most famous journalists Italy has ever had. She was the first journalist from our country sent to war. In more than 15 years of the Vietnam War, there were more than 400 female journalists from around the world sent to the front. The only Italian one was her. Oriana Fallaci had an enormous international fame. Her books were published in 30 languages. All of them have been translated in English. She lived for part of her life in New York on the Upper East Side. She had a very difficult childhood because she was born on the eve of the Second World War and along with her family she was a partisan, meaning they fought against the Nazi fascists. This experience influenced her entire life. She was deeply libertarian, some would say anarchist, certainly anti-fascist, but never communist. Unfortunately, in the last years of her life, her fame was linked to her last works that were published after September 11th. She died in 2006. 
In the last five years of her life, she wrote terrible things about Islam, very intense and virulent things that she has been strongly criticised for. I also did not share her opinions from her last works, and above all, the left ripped her apart. This is why the Italian right have since appropriated her name. But I think if Oriana Falacci knew that Matteo Salvini had gone to place a flower on her grave to make her a symbol for his party, she would be incredibly angered by that. She was very criticised for her opinions on the Islamic world. Considering today's tendency toward cancel culture, many have written off her work. Do you feel it's necessary to justify what she wrote at the end of her life, or is it possible to focus simply on one part of her life? In my opinion, it would be very wrong to reduce Oriana's work to the last years of her life. She wrote many intense things, but they are just a part of her journalistic and literary works. She wrote many books that are extraordinarily beautiful and that change the very image of Italian journalism, especially female Italian journalism. She was a pioneer from any point of view. Books like A Man or Nothing and Amen or If the Sun Dies, these books are immortal. Why did you choose to focus the graphic novel on this particular period of her life, the first years she was in Vietnam? I was asked to choose a period from Oriana's life that would represent one of her wars. I could have chosen the final part of her life, which she described as the war against the alien, which was the tumour that eventually killed her. But I chose Vietnam, because it seemed like such an interesting and exciting part of her professional life. She was already very famous, but not super famous. She was at the dawn of global fame when she left for Vietnam. In fact, Nothing and Amen, her book about Vietnam that came out in 69, would have an incredible success and be translated all over the world. I chose Vietnam because in those years, Oriana wasn't the only one experiencing fundamental changes. It was the first really important war she followed, but America was also changing. There were the university protests in 68, Man on the Moon, the assassination of Bob Kennedy and Martin Luther King. Oriana went back and forth between Vietnam and the United States, reporting on these two fronts that were very different but incredibly interesting. So it seemed like a period in which many things happened and from which everything changed. Donne sul fronte is a project in which Italian female journalists document other female journalists. Why do you think this is an important project? I didn't choose this connection. It wasn't my idea. The idea came from Luigi Politano, the editor of Round Robin, that had the insight to have female journalists writing about others. I think that it's important for women to not always write about the women's issues, but to write about the whole world. Too often in our newspapers, women's names come up when the subject is babies or discrimination or the victims of femicide. I want to find women's names associated with stories about Iraq, Syria, Libya, international tensions, COVID. I want to find women's names associated with world-relevant topics, not just women's topics. That's what makes a real difference. Anyway, it seemed like a very interesting project to me. 
Falacci wrote about some of these soft, maybe more female topics, like the life of Hollywood actors, but also about war, and she became known for some incredible interviews with powerful leaders around the world. Considering your personal experience today, do you think female journalists have more opportunities to write about any argument, or are they too often relegated to these quote-unquote female topics? The road is still long, but there's no doubt that there's been enormous progress in comparison to the 70s, when Oriana wrote for L'Europeo, the paper where she was the only woman to appear on many topics. In those years, there were only two or three female journalists in Italy who wrote about politics. She was the only one to go to the front lines. Today, no. Today, we are many. We write about everything. We report on wars. I personally have worked for many years in international politics, following European issues and extreme right terrorism. I can't say I have ever been discriminated for my sex. What was your personal path to enter the world of journalism? I graduated in Pisa with a degree in international literature, and then I did two years of journalism school in Rome, after which I did an internship and then I started some contracts with Sky TG24. From there, I really got started. I followed a pretty standard path because I worked in Livorno with the daily Il Tirreno. But let's say that the jump to national work was possible through the journalism school that gave me the opportunity to become a professional journalist. So you always wanted to do this work since you were very young. Yes, since I was little. I have to say I was very curious and I loved words. I was extremely curious about many different things. In 1989, when the Berlin Wall fell, I was nine years old and I remember watching the live coverage on Rai with Lili Gruber, the journalist in Berlin, speaking about how the wall fell. And I remember thinking, this is the most amazing job in the world. Was Falacci a point of reference for you as you became a journalist yourself? Yes, she was an unreachable model, a true maestra with a capital M. In my parents' house we had a man and letter to a child never born, which is a masterpiece. I thought basically that she was just untouchable. Then when I was older, after September 11th, I was 20 years old and I criticised her a lot. But I never lost sight of the fact that people are never one thing. They are always many things and should be viewed in their entirety. I've been reading a biography of Falacci's life, and I noticed that the details included in the graphic novel are very accurate, down to the dialogue and specific events. Was this project the work of biography, or did you fictionalize anything? No, I was very faithful to reality. I really just had to work on making cuts, so in that sense, I took the liberty of choosing which things would be included, but I didn't invent anything. I studied a lot and didn't invent anything. How was the experience overall of creating a graphic novel? Fun. Tiring. Because of all of the revisions. I did 10 drafts. Fascinating, because I learned how to make a graphic novel from research right up to designing the vignettes. So like the process of saying, okay, I'm going to tell this episode. That's already a choice. But then what do I tell exactly? Everything? No. Because the vignette has to say everything in 10 words. So, okay, how do I arrange the scene? Whose point of view is it from? Are we seeing through Oriana's eyes 
or someone else looking at Oriana? Or is the scene seen from above or below? Is this panel silent or do we have her say this line here or do we keep that for the next panel? These kind of questions for 67 pages. So you worked a lot with the designer. She didn't create the images on her own to match your writing. No, it was I and Emanuele Bissattini working side by side in the process of drafting the screenplay. We wrote everything. Then Michele Di Cecio worked side by side with us in the drawings in a wonderful way. Because she's 23 years old, she didn't know who Oriana Falacci was at the start, and she was exceptional. The story you included of Oriana's attempt to adopt a child in Vietnam really struck a chord with me. Why did you choose to include this detail to illuminate her character out of all the years she was in the war? Because in the book Nothing and Amen, she wrote about this story in a way that was masterful and that really hit me. And also because I think it was an episode that changed the course of her life. She was 38, 39 years old. She wanted to be a mother. She was in love with Francois Pelou and he was married. Their love story lasted many years, but they never had children. She says at one point that she has a strong need for life and decides, okay, I'll adopt a child. Then she had the great misfortune to not be able to do it because the girl she chose turned out to be blind. They wouldn't let her adopt her. There were complications. Then Oriana never got pregnant. Well, she did, but she always lost the children through miscarriages. Who knows what would have happened in Oriana's life if she could have brought home that Vietnamese child and become a mother? Who knows if the path of her life would have been the same? We can't say, but I've always been fascinated with these turning points, those moments in which anything can happen and can change the direction of your life, and you'll never know if it was destiny that something didn't go as you wanted or because you made a mistake. It's beautiful to think of a person that has seen so much death and has the desire instead to help raise a life from such a place. It's beautiful. The story moved me so much. Oriana argued with an editor at the beginning of her career because she didn't want to write an article with the explicit angle of the newspaper. For her, uncovering the truth about a person or situation is always the most important thing. At the same time, she said that a journalist can never be completely objective, that you can never fully separate yourself from your work. What do you think about that? She was a free journalist, first of all. Free. Very prepared. She studied a lot and she was never detached from the things she wrote about. That doesn't mean she wasn't intellectually honest. She was intellectually honest, but she had a bias in the sense that in every situation she had her opinions. She said that so-called Anglo-Saxon journalism or journalism that didn't take a position didn't exist in her opinion. Because we all have a filter that is cultural or emotional or biological or familial that influences our point of view. What is the difference between a deceptive or manipulative journalist and Oriana Falacci? It's that Oriana Falacci declared that she had a point of view. She didn't pretend not to have one. She declared it. And this was what made her great, because she was always as sharp as a knife, but she didn't take orders from anyone. Her point of view was hers, never of whoever commissioned her to do an interview. It was always just Oriana. 
Could you recommend one book written by Oriana Falacci? I'd recommend Nothing and Amen because it was the font of inspiration for this project. Oriana Falacci, Il Vietnam, l'America e l'anno che cambiò la storia by Eva Giovannini and the other volumes of Donne sul fronte are available for purchase online at shop.ilfattoquotidiano.it. For now, they are only available in Italian. Thank you for listening, and for more information on the Open Doors Review and how to submit your own writing or visual art, visit our website, www.opendoorsreview.com. See you next time.